Hello and welcome to the Onlineification Pod, a podcast about everything online and digital from Zuma. I'm Doug, I'm a content creator at Zuma, and this week I was joined by Thomas Karlström. He's the marketing communications manager at an organization called Göteborg Stadsmission. For you non-Swedish speakers out there, that basically means Gothenburg City Mission. It's um, a very well-known organization, charity, non-profit in Gothenburg that provides support to the most vulnerable people in the city and the, the rest of the region, really, um, through all kinds of measures from housing, food kitchens, food distribution, uh, treatment for different types of addiction, um, just general support for parents and children who live in poverty and lots and lots of other things. A lot of Stadsmanshonen's income obviously comes from donations, either from individuals or from companies in the city and the rest of the region. So I wanted to get some insights from Thomas on how he works to not only keep existing donors engaged, but also get new ones to start donating. Usually on this podcast, we talk to B2B companies and actually companies like that really have the same kind of goals as Stadsmanshonen. They want to hold on to existing customers and also produce a steady flow of new leads. So I think me and Thomas had a really interesting discussion about what these two sectors, which might seem very different, B2B non-profit businesses and the non-profit fundraising sector can learn from each other. So thanks very much to Thomas for joining and obviously thanks to Stadsmissionen for all of the work that they do. Let's get started with the show. Welcome, uh, Thomas Karlström, to the Onlineification pod. How are you? I'm fine, and thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Uh, you come to us from Gothenburg Stadsmissionen, which is an organization that uh, we at Zuma work with and have done for a few years. Um, and it will probably already be a bit of uh, swinglish in this episode with Stadsmissionen. I'm not sure what. English translation you usually the, the, use? The, nor, the most common uh, English translation is uh, city mission. So that, city mission. that would mean uh, Gothenburg city mission. Okay, well, there we go. So just to clear that up even further, maybe you could uh, just tell us a bit about um, Statsmission and, and what the organization does. Yes, um, I'll be happy to do that. Uh, uh, the Gothenburg City Mission is a uh, relatively old organization here in the in this uh, local context. We have been around for about seventy years. We have uh, we are part uh, non-profit business and part charity. Uh, so uh, we we work with a with a quite number of social issues, local social issues. We are with in Gothenburg city and uh, in some of the cities in the in on the west coast uh, so we're we're local regional uh, organization uh, the issues that we work with are uh, helping people who are homeless who are uh, living in poverty uh, and so on uh, so we meet all kinds of people uh, which is uh, maybe difficult for some to understand that we live in a very rich country such as Sweden but we still have quite some uh, a large number of people who are not uh, rich by the by the by, by the municipality or the help that is available and they instead turn to organizations such, such as the city missions and what's your role 
I am the uh, marketing communications manager, uh, so I'm responsible for our fundraising programs. Uh, I'm responsible for recruiting volunteers, or my team is rather, uh, me and my team. And uh, we work also as 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 regular communications uh, support to to uh, all different parts of our organization. Um, we have uh, quite a number of different parts, which markets where we are present. Uh, we work with with secondhand uh, stores. We have uh, uh, we ha- we offer housing and and work integration programs to the local municipalities, and we also have fundraising financed uh, meeting places for people where they can uh, reach out to us for help if they uh, don't have any other alternative. And you mentioned your team. How many people are you at Statsmissionen uh, in total? Uh, Well, my team consists of uh, 14 people, including myself. Uh, But the organization overall is uh, 500 people. Um, We also have about 450 volunteers. So uh, we have quite a number of of, uh, of uh, uh, operations that are running around the clock. I mean, our, our housing programs, people live there. So you have to have staff run uh, 24 hours. So that's one of the reasons why, why we are quite a large number of employees. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned, obviously, you work with um, people who are homeless. And obviously, in any big city in the world, there's people who suffer from poverty, are homeless, and so on. Um, is there anything at the moment that the people you work with and the people you help are kind of impacted by more than before? Like, I'm just thinking, you know, whenever you watch the news, it's about um, rising cost of uh, food and fuel and energy and uh, inflation. And obviously there's a lot of people who come to Sweden as refugees. And then, you know, from Ukraine also recently, um, they come quite a large number. So has any of these trends, I guess, affected uh, your work at all? Well, yes, that's correct. I mean, we 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 always try to identify the most vulnerable groups in the society and and to uh, and to be there and offer the kind of uh, support that they they need. So, uh, although in some sense what we do today is not that different from what we did 70 years ago when we were we were founded. Uh, and and the and the poverty situation in Sweden has increased uh, quite dramatically since the 80s, actually, due to political decisions and so. Um, but uh, right now, of course, due to high inflation, uh, we we meet a lot of new people, uh, new groups. Uh, uh, in particular, I would say single mothers with children uh, and also elderly. That uh, we, we uh, and also some some young people who have not been able to you know, enter the, the the labor market uh, and not found a, found a job. So so we have new groups of people uh, coming to us for for support uh, right now. That's right. Yeah, and um, I don't live in Gothenburg anymore. Uh, unfortunately, I live uh, a little bit east, but uh, certainly I know that a lot of people in Gothenburg know about Statsmissionen. From like you said, you know, you have a network of secondhand shops that are popular and you have uh, adverts in the city. And certainly, you know, fairly quickly after I moved to Gothenburg, I was aware that Statsmissionen existed. But um, so you are, and like you said, you've been going since the 1950s, so you already have quite a presence in the city. But since this is the onlineification pod and uh, we talk about stuff like this, um, I wanted to ask how important online communication is to, you know, getting your message out there to people. 
Uh, I would say very important, uh, and I'll soon explain in, in what sense. Uh, we have in the past, I would say, six or seven years uh, increased uh, uh, our donor engagement and, and, and fun financing through fundraising quite tremendously. So the local people in, in the city of Gothenburg and, and, and in the local in the region have been gen very generous and supportive, which is uh, absolutely necessary for us to be able to scale up and, and to meet the challenges, the social challenges that we have in the city. And, and one of the reasons uh, that we've been able to reach out to more is, is by that we've been working in a more systematic way with our online channels, uh, with our social media marketing, with our, with our website uh and so on so it's been a, it's been an important part of uh, of our uh success in creating a donor engagement um, uh, in the last few years uh it, it gives us good good reach and it also makes it possible for us to interact with donors uh in a in a very simple manner through through in particular through our social media channels mm. and is that who you're uh aiming for really primarily is it existing donors or people who haven't donated before or you know volunteers maybe or you must have quite a lot of different groups that you have to exactly to that's to. one of the uh, complex things about working in this organization we have a lot of different target groups depending on if you want to to give or or maybe even buy uh, in a second hand store or to to uh, to uh, be part of a fundraising program to be a monthly donor for instance or or uh, but we also as as i said also sell services housing services and 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 work integration services to to municipalities so that's a more a business to business business actually uh, but when it comes to reaching out to the to uh, to private individuals and companies for for support uh, uh, the the, the social media channels have been very important uh, uh, and it has to do both with of course uh, uh, keeping a high level of commitment among the donors that we already have uh, but primarily also through uh, through um, social media advertising reaching out to new groups uh, so it has it has both to do with the uh, keeping uh, the high level of engagement uh, and also reaching out to get reach to get, uh, get uh, to reach new groups uh, what we don't have so much in our digital in, in our social media channels is the call to action so it's more about building the brand and creating an awareness and engagement we have not been able to to uh, to work uh, to a large extent with call to action that the call to action comes through mainly through to uh, mail uh, and uh, and old school old fashioned ways of marketing that still works quite well uh, keeping in mind that a lot of the donors are uh, older people. Uh, I think about the, the average age of our donors, about 60. So uh, you have to keep that in mind as well. Uh, but that is not uh, unusual. I think most of the large organizations doing fundraising in Sweden uh, aim for an older older group because uh, I guess when, when people have money and they, uh, and they are past sort of the making a career or having a family period of the life then you you have more possibilities to support so that's why normally these type of organizations doing financing through fundraising uh, are still quite heavily investing in in direct marketing and direct mail face-to-face door-to-door to to reach out for getting monthly donors and so on mm, so uh, okay. Still, uh, a great potential to do more uh, online, yeah. I would say. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
No, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I mean, also you would hope that uh, like my generation, for example, is equally generous when uh, we reach a certain age and um, have some money that we want to uh, donate. Exactly. Um, well, it, it, uh, I, I think you will. And it's also, but it's also a possibility if we can do reach also younger target groups uh, through uh, online channels. Uh, and we're, we're, we're testing and learning by doing. Uh, and it's getting better and better. But still, that's a relatively small part of the fundraising uh, for us. So, so social, so the online channels uh, are primarily for for branding, f for uh, building an awareness, awareness and, and engagement. So, there is uh, there is one one actually um, uh, other channel that we haven't talked to. Our our secondhand shops are now also running a Tradera shop. So, so we we sell more and more of our secondhand products through. Uh, we don't have a webshop of our own, but we're using the Tatera platform for that. Uh, so that's another other way of us to to uh, to use an online channel to, and that's of course that sales generates sales directly. Of course. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's just a you know a channel that lots of people use anyway. You know, people are already there. So exactly. So is also yeah. doing that. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you when you've been describing this, you kind of realize the variation in uh what you work with you know you're like a charity and then also you know many different types of business it sounds like on uh exactly on the other side yeah that's uh, one I was of going the to challenges ask... but that's also a little bit complicated but also one of the uh interesting and fantastic things about working in this organization uh, there are always new challenges and always new interesting problems uh, to reach out uh, and to get marketing and communications to to support our various parts of our organization mm. i was going to ask you um if there's any particular types of communication or channels that you've used that you've seen have been more effective but like you said you do a lot of work on social media and also with uh direct you know physical send outs and so on one online channel or digital channel that i haven't mentioned actually which is very important for us is the is the email marketing uh, we have uh, we don't reach out to people we we don't have a relation with but we use it very much to keep uh, loyalty and engagement with customers with uh, with donors uh, through uh, uh, monthly emails, and that's proven a very effective way to, to and 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 a, and a cost-effective way to keep in touch with uh, with donors and, and and customers. And we do that for various target groups, so that's a very important uh, channel for us as well. You mentioned it already a little bit, but um, if you know when I look, and then also if people are listening, get curious and and look up your you know Facebook profile or something. Um, They'll see an example of what you were talking about before. Like it's not so much, you know, aggressive CTA, but a lot of awareness and uh, and storytelling. Um, and a lot of companies talk about storytelling, and that's maybe quite difficult for a company, you know, that sells some kind of a quite boring industrial product or something like that. But in Statsmachine's case, you have a lot of very engaging stories that actually, you know, are really good to share and and. Exactly. That's a very important part of our content uh, to have uh, storytelling and, and, and in particular storytelling by the people that have 
actually been helped by us. Uh, we see it seem, uh, we can see it's a very effective way of reaching out uh, because if uh, if a single mother explains about her difficulties in putting food or or or, or clothes on their on her children, I think everybody who is a father or a mother can identify with that. Uh, if someone explains how they struggled with the uh, alcohol addiction and came out on the other hand uh, healthy and managing uh, uh, their life in a better way, I think a lot of people will uh, have maybe friends, family members, or others have been in the same situations. So it has a lot to do with identification, and it's uh, and we really try very hard to get people to tell their own stories. Uh, it's sometimes difficult because it's also a lot connected to uh, feeling shame uh, about having uh, to ask for help and having uh, getting into situation that, that they, they simply cannot manage on their own. Uh, but uh, that's a very, par- very important part of our communication. We, have, we would like very much to have a face and a personality, not just that the people who are working in the Stadtmission, the city mission, tell our professional social workers. They can also tell very engaging stories about what, the people that they meet. But the best way to reach out is actually by having people who have, uh, that we have helped, that, uh, that they tell their own stories. Mm. And I'm just curious, because um, you mentioned the, the people who work on your team earlier. Um, who is it who's creating this content and this communication? Are you are you a team of marketers or like what sort of background do you have? It's an interesting mix of people. Yeah. Uh, someone, some people have worked in in other similar organizations before with fundraising. Uh, some uh, people have worked in uh, advertising uh, uh, as consultants before. Uh, I have some some of my in my team have been journalists, so this is a rather broad. Uh, some of them actually been doing social work as well, and and transferred into team and, and started doing communications instead. So there's it's quite an interesting mix of people. Uh, so uh, and 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 I would say the the one of the main reasons why we have been successful. Uh, in the past few years in, in reaching out uh, and, and increasing uh, donor engagement is because I have a fantastic team. Uh, so you have to put, if you, if you manage to put the right team together, then, uh, then a lot of things actually solve themselves. And uh, the, the kind of goals and, and challenges that you've mentioned, you know, like keeping existing or former donors um, engaged and making sure that they keep donating is, I guess that must be kind of similar for all you know, charities or organizations like Statsmission and like, that's a I, fairly typical I would say challenge that you face. quite similar for most organizations that live on, on fundraising. In fact, it's not that, I mean, I spent most of my working life in the business community in different uh, industries and, and the logic behind uh, fundraising is not that far away from the logic of doing sales and marketing in, in other no. businesses. No, no, mm, exactly. Um, and you um, obviously that you have private donors, just people who who give to you maybe on a monthly basis. But there's also um, companies that sponsor you in various ways. Is and I'm not sure would they maybe be harder to reach or easier to reach, or is it is it the same kind of channels that you would go through to to get through to those kind of people? 
Well, uh, partly same, partly different. Uh, when it comes to reaching out to private individuals, uh, social media channels and, and direct marketing has been proven very, very important. Also, our door-to-door program to, to get monthly donors um, uh, is, is, is a very, very important part, uh, part of that. Uh, you have to understand that this is a very competitive market. We have about uh, at least about 500 organizations in Sweden who have uh, what Swedish people recognize as something called Nittikonto or, or uh, so, it, and they are certified uh, companies that have passed through some kind of control. Uh, and so these 500 uh, organizations competing on, on for, uh, for the same money to a large extent, although, of course, some people tend to give to if there is a war or natural disaster, some people prefer to provide money for a camp- for organizations that do support scientific research, and and some organizations uh, such as us doing social work. So it um, difference, but when it comes to reaching out to companies, which we have also been quite successful in the last few years. Uh, uh, we have seen when it comes to online channels, LinkedIn has been a very important channel for us, uh, reaching out to the local business community. But but a large part of the of of reaching out to companies actually through uh, personal uh, through meetings, through networking uh, and such. But but LinkedIn has been a part, very important part of that, uh, and has increased the awareness of us as an organization, and that you can actually that that you can actually support and engage and work and cooperate with us uh, as, a, as a company, uh, which uh, uh, we get more and more companies uh, interested to do in doing that because they see that this is also something that they can use to increase uh, morale and, and uh, uh, within their own organizations. If you have people actually live in this region, they also understand that there are big social problems. And if their employer supports a local organization that's very it's very easy for a very clear clear um, uh, advantage for for, uh, for 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 the employees i mean uh, you can always uh, the city mission is 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 there right in front of you i mean they can see us all over the city and what we do and what we and they can visit us it's very it's very transparent so um with all this uh, in mind would you what advice would you give to um another charity with a similar kind of profile to Statsmission and who wants to improve how they communicate with their audiences online? Uh, I would say, of course, it depends uh, quite a lot on the size and the, and the resources. Uh, we're uh, kind of a medium-sized uh, charity in Sweden. Uh, so we, we have the opportunity to work with uh, many of the channels and the tools, but we've also... Uh, uh, sort of restricted ourselves to, to a limited number of channels. And I would say them, one of the most important uh, advice that I can give is actually uh, give some real thought about what you want to achieve uh, with your online marketing. Chose uh, few channels and, and focus on quality <laughs> instead of quantity uh, is, a, is a good tra- uh, start. Uh, and then you can build, build uh, on that. And that's probably good advice to a lot of... Uh more conventional companies maybe as well don't spread yourself too thinly over lots of different platforms exactly great well uh thank you very much for joining thomas thanks for having me uh it was it was great to have you on the pod and um if people want to find out more about stats machine and where do they go 
they can uh, access our website, uh, which is called statsmissionen.org, uh, or they will find me on LinkedIn and they can contact me in person. Okay, perfect. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining, Thomas. Bye-bye. So, we're almost finished, but once again, thanks very much to Thomas for joining this episode. And of course, thanks to Stadsmissionen for all the work that they do for vulnerable people in Gothenburg. If you want to find out more about Stadsmissionen, like Thomas said at the end there, you can go to statsmissionen.org. Um, and if you want to find out more about this podcast, then you can go to zuma.agency slash podcast. There you'll find all our episodes and also links to um, all the different platforms where, uh, where you can listen and subscribe. So thanks again for listening and uh, hopefully we'll hear you again next time.